Good day, brothers and sisters. Hope you are doing well today. Thank God for another day. Today, April 7th, 2021. Live from the heart of the Pacific Northwest. We are Neo Media Group. DBA Neo 420. Also, Neo 420 Talks, talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. Go over to our news page and get all of the cannabis and hemp news that you will ever want to learn about. But today, brothers and sisters, I want you to hear directly from communists that were involved in the Communist Party back in the 60s. And I want you to hear how relevant it is to today. So it's going to be a total of about eight minutes. And we have some commentary from Buddy over at uh, Buddy Frank over there, quite frankly. So check this out. Is it is really unbelievable what's going down. Because like they've been telling us, it's a movie. And the reason it's a movie is because this has all been done before. Here we go. In the opposite direction, you fucking blowhards. The one thing I'll say out there, ladies and gentlemen, is the Hall of Fame is a beautiful place. There's wonderful people in that Hall of Fame. And everything that happened in Major League Baseball prior to the last three years... If you're a baseball fan, it's still there for you. It's still history. It's still memories. It's still wonderful. Um, this is not the same. These are zombie organizations. The sport is not dead. Uh, it's a beautiful game. This is just a monopoly that has once again gone sour like the rest of them. Now, the first person you're about to hear here is a man named Leopold Patterson. And Leopold Patterson was an African-American, a former member of the American Communist Party, and he says here that communists started civil rights movement as a plot to incite revolution in the United States, as we know. But listen to it from the horse's mouth. Here we go. I am Leonard Patterson. When I was a young man, only 22 years old, I joined the Communist Party. I was a member of the National Executive Committee of the American Young Communist League. In 1930, I was the official communist candidate for election to New York State Assembly. I knew Gus Hall and other top-ranking American communists very well because I trained with them at the Lenin University in Moscow. I joined the party because I honestly thought the communists were trying to help American Negroes. I broke away from the party when it became clear to me what the Congress were really up to was to use the Negro people in this country as counterpart in a violent and bloody revolution aimed at the establishment of the American Soviet dictatorship. It was that simple and it is still that simple today. Make no mistake about it. What is happening? In the United States right now, under the banner of civil rights, is exactly what has happened in China, in Cuba, in Algeria, and many other places.
You hear that? Honest grievances. Keep that in mind. Honest grievances. We're taught how to use propaganda and arouse the emotion of the masses. We learn how to set one group against the other and to make them hate each other. We learn the necessity of having martyrs. And we were even told how to create our own martyrs if they did not imagine the result from the atmosphere of hate. We were taught the importance of getting large masses of people into the street for marches and demonstrations. And finally, we were instructed in ways to pick off riots and make them spread and to keep them going. Riots. And make them spread and keep them going. When I returned to the United States, I was immediately given practical training. I participated in so-called nonviolent demonstrations that were deliberately calculated to irritate white people and to violence against us. I personally was in charge of organizing a march on Washington to dramatize the Scottsboro Boys case. In New York, about 1935, a Negro boy was reported killed by the owner of a store while in the act of stealing some merchandise. Communist Party headquarters decided to make a march out of the boy. So we went right to work. You hear that? A, uh, it's a, in, in New York, a Negro boy was reported to have been killed after uh, stealing merchandise from a store. And they went right to work. The party went right to work to make a martyr out of them. Putting out handbills and holding open air meetings. In less than a half hour after we started, there was a race right there on the street. Complete with smashing wonders of white storekeepers, looting and all the rest. I'm not speaking of things I read about. These are things I personally participated in. Personally participated in. Making martyrs, starting uh, starting uh, riots, looting, uh, inflaming differences between the races, and trying to, to work against any kind of slow, gradual cohesion. And they break it. This is what they do. And of course, once they get into government, they break up families, they ruin neighborhoods with illegal immigration and importing drugs. The crack epidemic is because of forces out there. They mutilate culture. They teach children that to be, they, they, they actually they're teaching children to be failures by rejecting su successful habits out of fear that it'll make you white. Do you think, and I've, I've asked this question before, do you think anyone who teaches that illiteracy in single motherhood is preferable over acting white actually cares about people? Absolutely not. Now, the next person you're going to hear is a woman named Julia Brown. She's an African-American, a black American, who went undercover for the FBI into the Communist Party, and she says that the real aspirations of black people... Um, the real aspirations of black people give communist agitators a promising environment in which to stir up trouble. And I want to just comment right here. I don't know if, if, if you are old enough to remember, but back in the original days of MTV, there was a personality that was brought in and everybody knew that she was fake because she acted very fake, but her name was Downtown Julie Brown. Now, I find it very interesting now learning about this communist that we're about to hear that's named Julie Brown, 
and noticing how downtown Julie Brown came about because I am convinced the MTV is a component of these socialists to destroy America because look at all of the division that it's created with the music. So when you think about these personalities, and I'm going to be doing a report here uh, within the next week uh, highlighting how you have to pay attention to these names that are being used or names of individuals because there is history behind it. I'm going to show where one of the, uh, well, I won't get into that. Let's, let's stick here. But downtown Julie Brown was a personality for uh, MTV early on. And Brown had gone undercover for the FBI. Um, I forgot what what years, but of course, this is this is still the same year it came out. Listen to this. I'm Julia Brown. For nine years, I was a member of the Communist Party, serving as an undercover agent for the FBI. During that time, I learned that the Communist conspiracy had been planning and working for years to bring violent revolution to America. It was to be a communist revolution, but the great majority of the American people would not be allowed to realize that until it had already happened. If all goes according to the communist blueprint, Americans will believe that the chaos and violence has something to do with civil rights. Our enemies were quick to find our weakest point for their attack. They knew that racial differences could provide them with an excellent wedge to divide our people. Their strategy simply has been to keep hammering on that wedge, to drive it deeper into our social structure, to open all wounds that have long since healed, and deliberately to create new ones wherever they can. Now, this doesn't mean that... Now, no, seriously, tell me that this is not going on right now, and it's, it's going to get even better. Listen. Now, this doesn't mean that there isn't a legitimate need for the advancement of civil rights for many of our Negro citizens. Of course, there is a need there. Otherwise, communist agitators posing as civil rights leaders could never hope to enlist massive support for their schemes. The aspirations of Negroes for full equality were not created by communists, but they are used by communists in such a way that idealistic Americans of all races can be tricked into implementing the communist blueprint for revolution. Having been on the inside of the Communist Party, it's easy for me to recognize this revolutionary agitation in disguise. But the average American finds it's hard to believe that something as worthy and noble sounding as a civil rights movement could possibly 
be a communist maneuver. Communism must be built with non-communist hands. The revolutionary accepts reform in order to use it as a cover for his illegal work. So they're either going through some of the uh, some of the quotes from Stalin and Lenin and uh, Trotsky and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, the NAACP was founded for the same was founded with the same money that funded the Bolshevik Revolution. We'll leave it at that because we want to keep our channels alive. So we want to think about those details that we just learned. And people, brothers and sisters, Americans, patriots. We have to know our enemy in order to defeat our enemy. Well, those individuals just detailed exactly what happened then as it is happening now. Make sure to listen to this again. Share this information and support independent free press reporters and journalists as we are all the same. And I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you the truth every time. I'm not going to mislead you because it's not going to benefit me at all. The media on television, radio, and magazine has a different agenda. Now think about that. Till next time, for all who do, I salute you.